This last Mishnah in the sixth chapter of Shabbos continues the discussion about going out on Shabbos in a public thoroughfare with objects that are used for healing, but specifically, as we mentioned yesterday, not any type of healing, because something that a doctor says a person has to wear, obviously a person could go out, it's like their garment, but these are things that are used for healing that are charms, like these sort of heebie-jeebie type of remedies. Let's learn the mission inside. It's a really interesting mission. It reads a little like, if you remember the, the witches from Macbeth, Lahavdil. Let's see inside. Yoitzin bebeitzasachargol. One is allowed to go outside with a locust's egg. Ubeshein shual, or with a fox's tooth. Ubemasmer menatzoluv. Or with a nail from the cross of a crucified convict. Now, why... <laughs> Why would you wear a locust's egg, a fox's tooth, or a nail from the cross of a crucified convict? Mishnah says, Mishum Rafua. All these things are for healing. You would wear a locust's egg or a fox's tooth or the nail from a gallows. They're all a refuah for healing. What does it mean for healing? So these practices actually stem from the, I guess we would say the superstitions of the Amorites, the Amori, you know, there are seven nations when the Jews entered the land of Canaan, which eventually became the land of Israel. When they entered, there were the seven nations. The seven nations that were living in Canaan that Hashem repeatedly tells us in the Torah that we had to take over the land from them, evict them. Canaan, Yachiti, Amori, Aprizi. So one of them was the Amori. And the Amori had these all kinds of these superstitions. And so the mission is saying that Mishum Rafur, Divir Abmeyer, Abmeyer teaches that for Rafur, for healing, a person could go out with all these items that even though no physician, they're not quote unquote, I want to say scientifically, but they're not scientifically tested for efficacy, but they act, apparently were found to be effective and they're, they're, therefore these charms are considered Rafur according to Abmeyer and you'd be allowed to wear them on Shabbos in public. The Chachamim and the sages disagree. And what's fascinating about the way the sages are going to disagree, and this is a thing you find quite often in Torah, which is fascinating, is that what starts off or what seems like a halachic debate actually is a much deeper debate. And here it's, a, I guess we would say, almost a theological debate. The Chachamim Oymrim, the sages say, Af bechol osur. One cannot wear those objects even during the week. Nothing to do with Shabbos. You know why? Mishum darchei Because of the ways of the Emirates. In other words, that itself, that it comes from the Emorim, the ways of the Emirates, that itself is a reason the sages hold that your Bechla not allowed to ever use them. And this opens up a very tremendous subject in Judaism, and that is as follows. Many, many times in the Torah, the Torah says again and again to the Bnei Israel, the Israelites that were about to enter the land, and for all Jews throughout generations, it's a mitzvah, one of the 613 mitzvahs of the Torah. You should not go in their ways. You should not go in their ways. It says many times in the Torah that we shouldn't go in the ways of the non-Jews. Or as they used to say in Europe, in the Gaiyasha Vegan, you shouldn't go in the Gaiyasha ways. You can't do Gaiyasha things. You can't do things that come from non-Jews. But the problem is, what does that include? What about forks? <laughs> what about pants? I mean, there are a lot of things that come from non-Jews that we all use. I mean, strimals and black hats started from non-Jews as well. So obviously, when it comes to things of nimus, of culture, of being cultured, so that obviously, almost all authority says that that's not considered a problem of going in the ways of the non-Jews, that one is certainly allowed to practice customs of the non-Jews that are 
proper etiquette, advantageous, judicial, any of the good things in a good society, etc. That almost everyone agrees. But then when it becomes a little not so clear is what about things that are not necessarily etiquette? Like, let's, let's say if you do the, this is exactly where Haredism and ultra-Orthodox will come in and start saying, so going to a movie and a stadium and whatever. Rashi seems to say in some places that going to a stadium is forbidden because it's like what the Goyim do. The question is what kind of stadium? Does it mean a stadium where they have gladiators being eaten alive by lions or Yankee Stadium? So it's a huge subject in Judaism. Also, parenthetically, by the way, the most strange strange custom that we do to that Maimonides, the Rambam actually says is Darke Amuri. Maimonides, the Rambam says it's forbidden. It's like, it's Darke Amuri. It's even a Shiloh, the Rambam says of idolatry is Kaparis, waving a chicken around their head that it should get our sin instead. So the Rambam says that it's Darke Amuri, that it comes from the Amorites, and yet all the Ashkenazim and many Sephardim do it also. Anyway, so the subject of how much and what Jews are allowed to do, like the non-Jews, what we're allowed to adopt from their customs, is a very loaded, historically tremendous debate, so we're not going to get to a consensus today. But when it comes at least to this thing of charms, there's a good rule to stick by that the Me'iri says. And that is that the Me'iri says that any medicines or dressings for wounds, that anything, or like these things, fox, you know, teeth or whatever, anything that these type of things that might not be, quote-unquote, physicians can't, attest to it, but they show to prove to be uh, uh, for healing, that's allowed. But incantations, like incantations and spells and whispering thing, that already is already like when you start, they start saying things that could be talking to other gods. Make a long story short, it's a loaded topic and that essentially is what tonight's mission is about.